Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. What's going on, Kingdom Success listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode 334. 334. So, just got done uh, with uh, an appointment and I'm headed back uh, to my home and uh, have some lunch. A good healthy lunch, that is. I have uh, been changing up my diet quite a bit. Uh, more or less kind of focused on my macros. And I also have a coach, a uh, nutrition coach, uh, and a kind of a strength coach, uh, all the same to kind of help me out with this. Uh, there's just something about having a coach that's specific in a specific area that you need to stay healthy with. Uh, you know, so there's apps out there, you know, just, you know, for us, we just found that, you know, having a coach to hold us accountable and keep us uh, in line, Amy and I, it was worth the investment uh, because we would rather have uh, do more preventative measures uh, than having to do reactive measures for our health. So, but that's not the reason why uh, for the actual, um, I guess, episode here. So I haven't, it's been a long time. I might have done this before, guys, but I have not shared with you guys really... Um, how I got saved and how I also got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so I want to do that uh, with you guys on this podcast episode right here, just so that, you know, again, you have some context of, you know, who I am and what I am and, you know, maybe some insight. And if you've heard my story or, you know, pieced together the story, you can skip this uh, episode and not be concerned about it uh, and just, you know, pass it along or whatever. But uh, I will say this, by the way, if you don't mind, if you are actually enjoying uh, the Kingdom Success podcast uh, on your, I guess, podcast uh, player, whichever one it is, it might be Spotify, Google, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher Radio, whatever it is, I, I would uh, really appreciate if you could give me a rating uh, on there and uh, just get some feedback. Because uh, obviously it just helps the other listeners uh, see the reviews of it. But also uh, it also helps push up uh, just as far as visibility of the podcast. Really appreciate it if you could do that. So how did Tyler get saved? Well, let's go back to 1980, I believe 88 or 89. I, sometimes those those years kind of get uh, kind of jumbled up a little bit with me. I, th- I will say 88. So let's just say 1988, and um, I'm nine years old, and I was born. Um, I was born to a, I, I would say a home that uh, I don't that went to church. Let me just say it that way. We went to church. Um, I believe my mom. Um, I definitely know my mom was saved. Uh, she grew up going to church pretty much all her life. Now, my dad, on the other hand, he might have gotten saved at a young age, possibly, but 
he really did not have a testimony at all. And that's kind of where that things kind of start to happen for me is my dad, he was a Sunday school teacher, uh, an assistant Sunday school teacher in the fourth grade, uh, helping out um, Miss, um, Miss Carter, who was the teacher of the fourth grade class. And she took the time to actually go around to the class and actually talk about um, each person's testimony of how they became a Christian. And it, when it got around to my dad, who my dad at the time, I believe his age was about 38 years, years old. Dad was 38 at the time. Um, I think I was in fifth grade. So it was probably right, 88, 89. And lo and behold, dad goes, um, I don't have a testimony. I, I, I don't, I can't even remember. I don't even know how, I don't know if I've gotten saved or not. I mean, I've gone to church, you know, pretty much majority of my life, but I've just never had a, had a testimony. And so right in the, then and there, Miss Carter, uh, she's brilliant lady, beautiful lady too. Uh, she led my dad right there in the middle of class uh, through the sinner's prayer and my dad accepted Christ. And my dad, you know, basically this is a good old Southern Baptist church. And I praise God for my dad getting saved, which sparked something in my dad. My dad, you know, he got saved and got saved just, you know, uh, radically. And man, he was on fire for the Lord and he would go to visitation, uh, you know, on Monday nights to visit all the people that might have visited the church. Uh, he was he would witness to his his men and, and on that worked for my dad. You know, my dad was just kind of really just became this firecracker Christian uh, at the time. Well, it obviously influenced me because I. Uh, one Sunday night, we were at, it was a Sunday night, it was in November, and I, the pastor, had given an invitation if anybody, and again, this is on Sunday night, if anybody would like to come down to the front and have us lay hands on you um, and pray over you, we'd be more than happy to do that. Well, I, I was like, hey, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, I want to do that. So I went on down to the front of the church and... I remember Mr. Jim Morris, uh, Pastor Jim Morris, he was our minister of education for our church. He laid his hands on me and it was, it was almost like this kind of interesting thing that happened to me at that moment. I felt like that I had this huge kind of like spotlight, almost like a, um, I don't know how to say it, like if you ever see those, you know, like on stage where they have the spotlight and you really can't see anything around you and the camera kind of zeroes in on the person that's in the light. And all I can see is just uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Morris's hands both on my shoulders and him. I could hear his voice praying over me, but all I could see was his arms and his hands on, on my shoulders praying over me. And... I thought that was kind of interesting and he got done praying and all of a sudden I opened my eyes up and I was kind of, okay, that's cool. That was just a weird experience. I went back uh, to my seat, didn't say anything else. And then I went home 
And dad at that time had kind of started a, a routine of coming around to each one of us kids and, you know, praying with us. Well, he got to me because I was the last one in the hall at the house. And as he came in the room, you know, he, I was already kind of laying in bed and he came, came in there to pray with me. And I told him about, I said, dad, I, I kind of had this experience or this thing that happened to me when Mr. Jim Morris was praying over me. And dad said, wow, uh, well, you know, Ty, you know, sounds like that's, you know, Jesus wanted to come into your heart. You know, do you want to accept Jesus into your heart? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. He said, well, let's kneel beside your bed right here and let's pray and ask Jesus to come to your heart. So I prayed right there with my dad. Dad led me through the sinner's prayer and I accepted Jesus in my heart. And that was the age of nine. And I, uh, a couple weeks later, I mean, I got baptized and I was again, you know, kind of a little bit of spurred on by my dad. I was, you know, one fired up Jose. I was excited about the Lord. I was uh, a little fifth grader that got baptized and it was just, I was excited. And so I remember um, November the 26th, uh, that's kind of the day I have, that I don't remember the exact day, I believe it was that day, but it was November 26th, um, you know, that I got saved and I, I knew I was nine. So you do the math, I'm 44 years old now. So you can figure out how many years I've been a Christian. Well, I was all well and good. And I, you know, was living for the Lord. And, you know, I, I had my struggles, um, you know, just like any kind of teenager, you know, with, you know, a potty mouth with girls, um, you know, thankfully the Lord kind of kept me uh, and away from certain people uh, that would have had a definitely negative influence on me of going down a really bad road of, you know, partying and so forth like that. And the Lord kind of kept me from all that. And I praise God for that through high school. And, you know, I, I came out into uh, high school, you know, one of these Christians that was still, I was sold out to the Lord, guys. I, I just, I'll just be straight up. I mean, I, I, I was growing in my faith. Uh, was I perfect? No, but I was seeking the Lord. I was, you know, doing my very best uh, to understand what the Bible said and understand, you know, how to uh, hear from the Lord and how to read the Bible and how to have a quiet time and, you know, how to share my faith if I had an opportunity to share my faith or, you know, just these different things that I was learning at the time of, of just, you know, uh, just being a young Christian, you know? And so by the time that I got into college, you know, I was one of these, you know, I, I definitely, you, you would probably class me as the, just a good old Southern Baptist fired up Christian. Well, I got to college my first year um, out in uh, Conway, South Carolina, Coastal Carolina University. And I was always there. I started attending this uh, Baptist church um, and really enjoyed the Baptist church that I was attending. You know, it was just something that I knew was important. My grandfather encouraged me to find a Baptist church. Dad, mom encouraged me to find a Baptist church. And I found this good Baptist church because I went and visited several Baptist churches, but I just, I never had a connection with anybody. And finally, this one Baptist church is called Langston Baptist Church. Uh, I felt this connection and man, I, I was uh, attending the Baptist church. I would invite my friends uh, my freshman year 
uh, to go to church with me. I mean, I, I felt like I was the only kid on campus going to church. I mean, I literally, that's, that's just the way I felt. I mean, I, I would drive out there and it was all the way out in Conway, South Carolina off, I believe highway 90. And, uh, man, that was awesome church. Anyway, got active in that, um, and so forth. And then I came back, uh, this was kind of the summer between my freshman and sophomore year. And I really was, um, I don't know how to say it. I mean, I, I was yearning for more. It was right around this time where, um, music in the church was changing. Um, music had a huge part of all this where that, uh, the Chris Tomlins and the, um, uh, David Crowders were really starting to come around. And, you know, there was, a this movement of these Christian artists as well. You know, DC talk had a huge influence on my life and, you know, third day, but all of a sudden this worship that was kind of like out there worship because all I had known, all I had experienced going to church was, you know, you, they would say, Hey, turn in your uh, hymnals to 183 and we're going to send, sing how great thou art or, um, you know, Christmas, we're going to sing a uh, hark the herald angels sing, you know, these types of uh, songs that were hung, sung out of these hymnals, which was great. I, I had no problem with it. And I was excited about singing that, but I was looking for more. It was just, it was that kind of worship, that kind of thing that was happening in my life was just stale and it was dry. It didn't have a whole lot of things going on, uh, or really just, you know, drawing me in and closer to the Lord. Well, so during, during that time that I was, uh, attending, uh, you know, back at home, uh, you know, the church I was attending back at home was first Baptist church and they were kind of experimenting a little bit with, you know, these songs. I mean, Hillsong was just now emerging and starting to come out from Australia and, you know, I was again, and, you know, but I would go and, uh, me and my friends, we would go and try to find these places where that we could go and actually really worship. And, you know, sometimes it was just a guitar and we'd be play, uh, singing. I can't remember some of the songs we were singing, but anyway, we sing these songs. Well, I go back to coastal back to college. And as I'm going back to coastal, I, um, quickly realize that I go back to church that first Sunday and I quickly realize inside of me, I'm like, ah, something's different. So I, I need something different. There's something going on inside of me and I'm not feeling it here at, at, at this church. And something was just moving inside of me. I can't explain, you know, it wasn't like the Holy Spirit told me but I just felt an uneasiness. I felt a, you know, that I was wanting to go deeper and not just settle for the same old thing that I was experiencing, you know, years prior. So I, I had heard about this church that was literally about less than five minutes away from coastal. It was called 
Christ Community Church. And so I went uh, one Sunday when I got back to school to this church. And there, it was definitely different. It, I could feel a different kind of vibe in this church. And I could sense that, you know, something in, something in the atmosphere was just different. You know, we sang different songs. We actually uh, didn't sing out of a hymnal. It was, it was just, it was unique. And, you know, the pastor preached a good message about the word. And I, and I was like, okay, there's a baptism. Okay, this is good. This is looking good. Well, so I decided to start to attend this church. And obviously it kind of ruffled the feathers of my parents and my grandparents because it wasn't a Baptist church. But I said, you know, I want to go get fed. And I want to go and worship. And this, this is doing it right here. And I can't, I don't have any other place that's going to be doing that. So I don't know where else to go. This is where I'm going to plant my little flag right now. Well, the, as I began to get involved with this church, you know, I got involved with the youth and I met a lot of young people that were really sold out to the Lord. One, one gentleman, his name was, his name was Randy. And I could tell that he just loved the Lord. And you know, this place, you know, you would raise your hands and you, you just, you would, you know, I mean, there wasn't like any kind of running or jumping or anything like that. But, you know, there was this worship that was just like, you know, throwing up your hands and just, you know, saying, Lord, I just surrender. I, I just want you. I love you. And just the expression of what it was to go deeper with the Lord as far as just worshiping him. And this church drew me in. Well, flash forward to that church about... Um, a year later, they had a um, an announcement about a Sunday night service that they were going to have uh, with this gentleman, this pastor from actually Georgetown, South Carolina. His name was Chip Judd, and Pastor Chip was going to come out four Sunday nights in a row, and he was going to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I think this is right around my sophomore, junior, I think it was my junior year. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, it definitely was my junior year. And I'm like, huh. And for me, again, I, me, I, before all that, I, I was very, uh, just because of my upbringing, I was very skeptical, very anti, you know, um, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, all this stuff. I, I was just very anti that I remember even having a conversation with this young lady at a, at a camp who she was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I started kind of just question her and challenge her about where does it say this in the Bible? I don't know where it says, says you're supposed to have an interpretation of, of this and so forth. And I just was really just misinformed. I just really didn't have a good understanding of this. And she tried her best to explain it to me, but I just wasn't, I really wasn't buying into it. And I, I think I was maybe uh, going in my freshman year of college at that time for that camp. Well, again, God was really moving in me. And this, you know what, honestly, I believe it was um, my junior year that this took place. Yeah, I believe it was my junior year this took place. So I really was searching at the time. And I had had a kind of a rough junior year um, that year. I don't need to go into the details, but I mean, it just 
it was a rough year for me, uh, you know, spiritually and academically. And, you know, it just was a rough year. Well, I go to this four week, four Sundays in a row um, thing that Chip Judd put on. And all he did for the first three Sundays is just show where in the Bible it talks about, uh, yes, there's praying in, uh, the, the praying in tongues and the interpretation of tongues, but then there's also um, praying in the Spirit, but it's only your own personal prayer language and how that is a personal thing and that it's, it's something that Paul the Apostle, you know, talked about in Scripture and you can go and read this in First Corinthians 14 and, you know, just in a lot of places. And I just got to, and literally just here recently, because I'm reading through the New Testament, I just got to read through the whole entire book of Acts. And there's so many accounts of where the, the you know, people, you know, got saved, but they weren't filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so I didn't see this. No one had ever taught me this up until at this time. And I probably was maybe about... 20, 20, uh, 20 to 21 years old. Well, that last, that fourth Sunday night, I remember Chip Judd saying, all right, hey, if you'd like to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you can come up front. We're not going to make a show of it. I'm just going to lay my hands on you and you can receive it. And so... He sent the invitation out, and there were like four or five people that got up immediately and went went down, and I remember exactly where I was sitting, and I just kind of stood there. I didn't, I didn't really jump up and run down to the stage or anything like that because, you know, this was going to be a, this was a big deal to me. And so finally, I, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go down. So I went down, and Chip Judd laid his hands on me and just prayed a simple prayer of just just receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, young man, receive. And I I was kneeling down. I don't know why I knelt down, but I, I was kneeling down. I got up and walked back to my seat. There was no fireworks. There was no, you know, uh, chills that went up and down my spine. There was no, you know, me getting laid out or anything like that. There was nothing like that. It was just... I. Uh, Stood up and walked back. And as I was walking back, I'm, I'm turning and I'm just, you know, nothing's really going on. And then Chip, uh, the minister, he said, some of you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but you just need to speak and just begin to utter out what you feel inside of you coming out. And I said, okay, that sounds all right. I'll, I'll do that. And I just simply started to have this language that I'd never had before, or never knew I had before, start to come out. I mean, I just started to pray in the Holy Spirit. And I was like, whoa, holy cow. And I kept praying and I kept doing this. And I just, I got really excited about this. And after that, um, that, I remember, you know, doing a little bit more studying on it, and I probably could have done more understanding and get more understanding of it, but I was just excited to have, be baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. And I remember going home, and I remember telling my mom and dad, 
uh, about, well, I didn't tell them at that time. It was uh, about a year or two later that I told them that I was, uh, that I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I remember I was sitting in a Red Lobster with them with my sisters and my mom and dad and my wife. Uh, we were sitting there. That was, that was interesting. But that's how I got saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit, guys. And I don't know if I've ever shared that uh, testimony with you guys of how I guys, it's probably been a long time, but I felt like it's important that you actually know how I got saved and baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Because I believe it's, it's a part of me, and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm actually jacked about it. Uh, I wish everybody would, would want this because, trust me, this is something that every believer should have as a part of who they are. Um, some people don't agree with me on that, and that's okay. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit there and try to force, force somebody to receive uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, you know, because it wasn't forced on me. But you know what? If you ever have uh, an opportunity to learn more and to receive that, you know, you might be riding your car right now or on your elliptical or wherever you're at, you know, and you say, I just want to receive that. And it, here, here's how you receive it. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Uh, that's how you get saved. And I'm going to live for you. And then if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, say, Lord Jesus, I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, the gift that you've given us uh, to have. And I receive that right now. And honestly, you've got it. And all you got to do if you want to start to pray in the Holy Spirit is just kind of almost like a little child, uh, you know, starting to learn how to talk, but it's just, you know, la la ga la la shada ka la 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 just kind of just like a baby. Really? I mean, it's just starting to have like baby talk. That's the only way I can describe it. And that's it, guys. So, kingdom of success. Know that you're blessed, you're highly favored, you're empowered to prosper, you walk in divine help, the spirit of breakthroughs upon you guys, and gang will catch you on the other side. Thank <laughs> you.